Hello, I'm Mallory Rubin. And I'm Van Lathan. Check out the Ringerverse podcast from The Ringer for all things superhero movies, nerd culture, and fandom entertainment. We have instant reviews and fun takes on all the latest news and more available now on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Experience the thrilling burst of delicious cherry flavor with the crisp and refreshing Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in zero sugar, diet, and mini cans. Pepsi Wild Cherry is the perfect way to indulge your wild side. From a Friday night binge watch to a raucous evening of pizza and sweatpants with your friends, Pepsi Wild Cherry lets everyone get wild their way. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. the Ringer Reality TV Podcast. I'm Juliette Littman. I am delighted to be here today because I am going to be speaking with Ebony K. Williams, who you probably know from The Real Housewives of New York City, season 13. Tonight, she's in a new show on CBS called Beyond the Edge. So she was doing press and we got the opportunity to speak with her. And she did not disappoint. She, uh, I wouldn't say she spilled the goods, but if you're a Real Housewives or a Bravo fan, I, I think you'll be intrigued to listen to this. So let's get into it. I am delighted to welcome to the Ringer Reality TV podcast, Ebony K. Williams, Esquire. Do people call you Esquire? You know, I prefer it when they do. No, I'm just okay. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> very silly. You're very kind. Thank you, Juliet. Yeah. Great to be with you. I'm excited to chat. Yeah. yeah thank you for doing this. Um, Ebony, where are you right now? What have you been up to? I feel like I just don't. I don't have a lot of ebony details where I felt like I had a good stretch where I did. And so I'm like yes. excited to know what you're up to. So where I are you know, today? That's kind of been a little by design, right? <laughs> um, my social has been a little quiet. Yeah, uh, I'm back in Manhattan. I was recently actually in Mexico City, which oh, I nice. visited for the first time. Just... For some R&R. I'm wearing, um, it, I'm wearing a Mexico City you sweatshirt You are right wearing now. a Mexico City. That is actually bizarre, right? I just I, went. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and did you love it? I did. It was awesome. Um, what neighborhood did you stay in? Colonia. So I, ooh, I can't tell. I, I was at the Four Seasons, but I oh, went okay. to uh, Roma. Um, yeah. And yeah, it yeah. was fabulous. I, I took a very cute um, taco and mezcal tour solo. And was, was so it's interesting. Roma kind of gave me like West Hollywood meets Rome vibes. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, it, totally. I, I stayed in a couple of places, but first of all, the Four Seasons is right by that park, which is awesome. I love right. parks. It's beautiful. Yeah, it really was. And Roma, Roma is like so many coffee shops slash plant stores. And I was just like, that, which are also popping up all over Manhattan. I am in Brooklyn currently. So I was just like, what okay, is this? Right. What is this plant store, plant versus slash coffee store trend that apparently Mexico City is leading in? Well, it'll probably be coming our way. So I'm uptown in Harlem right now. I'm actually in an Airbnb as we speak. And this morning, I had my punch uh, list walkthrough on my new condo, which actually went well. Uh, nice. The last time it was a 
I don't know, is this a cussing podcast? Can sure. I, okay. Yeah. yeah. The last time it was a shit show. Um, <laughs> and uh, I don't know how many, I don't know if you've purchased a home or done any home purchasing. Mm-hmm. It's a pain in the ass. Um, it's very stressful. You know, they make this American dream shit hard, man. Especially in New York. It's <laughs> Especially like... in, in New York City. My goodness. <laughs> also, there's so much outside of your control when you buy an apartment in a building versus a exactly. house. Like, well, and this this building is, is brand new from the studs mm-hmm. up. You know, so it's not even a reno. The whole building's new. So everything you can think of has been a mess. But the walkthrough went great. I can see it. We're we're in the end zone and we're going to be closing (laughs) soon. So it's great. How delayed are they in the construction? Like when do they promise you you'd be in versus when you'll actually be in? I I love that you asked that, Julia. Okay, let's say this. I went into escrow in October of 2020. Oh my God. (laughs) I was told that I would be moved in and settled and comfy cozy on my new sofa in my new condo in Q1 of 2021. And here we are on the cusp of Q2. I was going to say that. and, And by the time I'm in, locked and loaded, it's probably going to be Q3. Oh my God. <laughs> but that's okay. That's, that's okay. We're we're just, you know, riding the dream, girl. So okay. okay. Well, that's exciting. So you're moving into yeah. a new home. Um yes. so you did go kind of quiet on social media. What inspired that? And what like are you coming back? Because you're gonna the reason you're on the show <laughs> is you're on Beyond the Edge, which is on CBS, which I yes. would say is like Survivor meets the challenge, meets celebrities. A thousand percent. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, what inspires you to like to, to re-enter the public world? I am coming back. <laughs> um, I just, you know what it was? It was I, I have a, like a lot of folks, especially like I consider myself like a grumpy millennial, right? Mm-hmm. Where, you know, I'm like, oh, these kids today and the TikToks of it all. I, mean, I can't. Um, but I love Instagram. I do enjoy the medium. I just felt like I was boring myself mm-hmm. in terms of like, if I'm not going to like give content that's like legitimately, you know, interesting and provocative, like who wants to see just another pretty headshot of me? I, I don't personally, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, I'm going to come back right now. You know, I knew that this would be, you know, coming up, I've got like, you know, some, uh, you know, I hate the whole, like, stay tuned tomorrow. I have a big announcement. I just personally don't do that, but I do have some really big projects I've been working on for like, almost a year, you know, and now they're finally, you know, ripe. And so, yeah. So I went to come back to the people, Juliet, with some real shit. Um, and that's where I am, you know? Yeah. After I'm actually, as we speak, my car's downstairs, but that's okay. He can wait a minute. Um, I'm headed to, uh, watch what happens live with Andy. So we're, you nice. know, we're facing that. Um, so that'll be great. And I'm sure, you know, all kind of spicy messiness will come from Andy and I's conversation as it relates to Roni. Uh, and then, you know, we're off to the, 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 the races again. Well, you brought it up. So I'm asking that I, what I suspect is the top question you've been getting lately. Mm-hmm. Why wasn't there a reunion for the Real Housewives of New York City? Well, I can only tell you as an attorney what was told to me, which okay. is what you guys were told, that there was a scheduling conflict and they could not make it happen. Um, I could speculate, but, you know, why bother? Um, what I can say is that I look forward to season 14. You know, are you going to be on it? I hope to be. I don't. I. I. I think that would make a lot of sense. You know, to kind of. You know, we. I, I think season thirteen was. Uh, you know, to quote Douglas. You know, without struggle, there's no progress. And I think when you integrate uh, a cast like Roni, who's 
you know, legendary, iconic, but extremely white and a particular kind of white at that with a very kind of conscious and, you know, enthusiastic black woman like myself, you know, that's going to open itself up for some struggle. And that's okay. And guess what? That's okay. It's okay to have a season of struggle um, that ended, by the way, um, in a really kind of copacetic, cool vibe where everybody kind of let their guard down in that last episode. And we, you know, parodied each other and everybody kind of killed it. And then all hell broke loose when the episode started airing and all the media and social got into it. But guess what? That was the struggle. And season 14 is going to be about the progress. I think the hard part's kind of behind us. Let's go have some fun. I'm honestly surprised you want to go back. Not a lot of people are. I, yeah. What's wrong with you people? Why? (laughs) I thought it seemed like you were asked to do a lot that just seemed like it, what maybe wasn't fair or wasn't your job or wasn't fun. Yeah. Well, you know, I hear that. And I hear that a lot. That's not a, you know, a particularly controversial take, Juliet. (laughs) But, but (laughs) but, but here's the thing about me. That's pretty unique. I think not, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to, you know, kind of overstate that, but I think part of why I was cast is because I have a particular temperament. Again, a lot of people just forget I have a bachelor's degree in black studies. Like I'm classically trained in this work. So what probably looked like to the viewing audience um, without that context is like, gosh, they've got this black girl doing a lot of teaching and a lot of preaching and a lot of, you know, correcting. And stuff. But, but, you know, like if you can do mm-hmm. is my attitude. So like, you know, I, I've got a unique uh, educational background in this work. I've got a unique skill set. I was at five f- five years at Fox News, for God's sakes. Right. If not me, then who? <laughs> if it's not true. me, then who? Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, when you put it that way, it makes sense. I guess the other part is like, I wouldn't want to spend time with some of those women. Like, they just don't seem like a fun hang. Like, Sonia, absolutely. Yes, isn't she the best? So I yeah. just adore Sonia. And, and she's somebody who I I didn't know any of the women really going in, you know, spoiler alert, including Leah. Um, but but of, of all the women, you know, I, I didn't know what to make of Miss Sonia Morgan. I mean, I know she's cooking crazy and all that stuff. But in terms of deep intellectual and a really emotional intelligence, it's Sonia all day. For me, like, all the good, and I'm very goofy and I'm very silly and all my, you know, actual real life friends will tell you that. And it's probably already showing in our conversation that part's there, but it's kind of like with dating, like the sex. Yeah. I'm, yeah. But we're going to get to that, honey. That ain't the problem. <laughs> the, pro- the problem is because I'm sapiosexual. The problem is getting a l- just enough of a mental connection with you that then the sex is like all that it can and needs to be. That's how I am with like fun and, and social like girl, the turn up ain't the problem. We don't get to that. <laughs> You know, but before we can do the turn up, I, I've got to have just a t- enough connection to you to have like a little, a little, little there, there. And now we can have the time of our life. Sure. I actually feel, I feel somewhat similarly just in general about socializing, like just got to have a little bit of a connection that you, just, yes. like, that you find the same level and then you can have a lot of fun. And then you can have a lot of fun. So yeah, listen, I mean, who, who knows who, including me is, is going to be a part of season 14. I suspect way more women. I think everybody agrees five was just not enough. Oh my gosh. Um, We need more dynamic, more, more, more interplay, more pushback, but also more um, connection. Like it just needs to be more women. I think that's what works on Beverly Hills. You know, I don't think it's, you know, no disrespect to anybody. I don't think it's just that it's just, oh my God, it's, it's, you know, the perfect. It's so many is is really helpful. It allows them to have like different factions and also like 
a lot of different triangles that are always evolving, like the length of the different sides of like who's closer to whom. Exactly. You've got a lot of moving parts and that makes for interesting um, television and interesting dynamics. So I think some of that will be on 14 for sure for Roni. A lot of the COVID stuff just seemed like such a bummer. Like you had to do oh, things in isolation. Whack. Yeah, you couldn't it like be out in the world. You couldn't be out in the world and God bless Salem, Massachusetts and the people that were <laughs> lovely. No, they really were. They really were lovely. But you know, that's not, you know, you're kind of... Um, you know, crown jewel type of glamour international housewives trip that the audience is accustomed to, you know, um, nor the castmates. And let me tell you about the castmates, you know, they, if they don't get their, you know, creme fraiche and, and caviar and all the things, they're not happy campers. I've been to Salem, Massachusetts. It is not a caviar town. No, so. <laughs> no, it just, it just, it's just not that vibe. No. So I think, I think the improv with the COVID being shut down, also not being able to have our respective broader social circles. For instance, you know, this Thursday, I'm going to a fabulous dinner. Um, I don't even know who's coming, but see, it's that kind of dinner, right? You know, normal people invite me over. I'm like, bitch, you're going to be there. You know, but <laughs> but when Bevy Smith invites you over, it doesn't matter who's going to be there. You just show up with the bells on. So, you know, Bevy is somebody who, you know, would have been great to film with, you know, because she's quintessential New York. She's quintessential fashion and Harlem and all the things. Um, we have a longstanding pre-existing relationship. She's, you know, a Bravo, you know, icon. But, you know, we couldn't film with other people during the pandemic. So all of that um, will be different for season 14. That's great. And so I thought I was going to be like, so why did you decide to go back on TV? But was there ever a question when they approached you for Beyond the Edge? Because I guess I, I personally am scarred. You were traumatized. I, I know. traumatized. <laughs> I hear the trauma. I hear the trauma. I'm like, do I want to keep watching this show? What do we do with Ramona? Oh, I know. Listen, it was a lot. But again, I, I, Juliet, I'm built for this. I mean, if I can, and I, you know, I wouldn't, it wasn't even survival. Like I am, I I was kind of toe to toe every week with O'Reilly on the O'Reilly Factor, toe to toe every week with Hannity, you know, like, Come on, you know. You're like, like I can handle Luann. I I'm was going to say, girl, you know, Tommy Lauren, Laura Ingram. I, I mean, I, I, I sat on a panel once with Pat Buchanan. Ramona ain't shit for that, you know, compared <laughs> to that, you know, yeah. respectfully, you know. Yeah. So, yeah that's light work. Totally. Luann and Ramona are very light work for me. So do you find being on reality <laughs> TV fun? Like, do you, like what makes you want to be a part of this ecosystem? Because it is really different than being a pundit on Fox News or... Or anchoring the news or um, hosting a talk show. It is. Um, I've actually had more fun on Beyond the Edge, actually. Um, more tears as well. But, but more fun on Beyond the Edge uh, just because, you know, many vari- variables, rather, Um And there were some moments of fun on Roni, even season 13. So I can only imagine there being more fun. But, you know, obviously, you know, I'm not going to hide the ball here. I don't do reality TV just for fun. That's an element I expect and look forward to because it's important for me and it's important to the viewing audience. I totally got the memo. Um, I knew that going in. But I'm also a Black woman in America, Juliet, and also paramount to my participation in any form of television representation is that, is the awesome responsibility to be able to expand the imagery of black womanhood in these verticals. So that's first and foremost, um, my incentive to being a part of reality TV. I love, I love being a black woman. I love black womanhood at various times in my, um, adult and even childhood life. I'm, I'm a TV lover. I'm an only child. So TV is my friend. So I, that's, that, that, let me, let me start there. I have a deeply personal 
um, and kind of codependent relationship with television. No, I really do. I, no, I, I'm only laughing because I feel very similarly. Like I, um, I'm a horrible insomniac. So like, I feel really connected to certain TV shows and movies that I just watch like in the middle of the night. And so I was going to ask you like, what are your go-to shows and like, who are your closest TV friends? Well, growing up, I can tell you Lisa Turtle mm. was, um, you know, Laura Winslow. Yeah. Um, I thought I was going to marry Will Smith. I don't know if his <laughs> last name was Smith on the show then, but you know, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was going to be my husband after I broke up with Stefan, um, the counter Urkel. ego yeah. from, um, exactly. Um, Daily Matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, you see that this was a very real thing for me. I'm over it now, but um, it was really real. Now um, I'm obsessed with, I, I have obsessions with both scripted and non-scripted reality. Reality, Married at First Sight. I'm a day one fan, like back when it was on FYI. So very invested in all things Married at First Sight. You know, I'm very invested in Stacey and Darcy. Um, oh, interesting. The spinoff queens from 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what it is about those two sisters, but I just adore them and I'm rooting for them in every okay. way. Um, scripted stuff I've gotten into recent. Oh gosh, I just binged HBO's Hacks. Oh yeah. Obsessed. It's really good. It's really so good. good. Well, Jean Smart's just iconic. I mean, She's I was incredible. in a close relationship with her and Julia Sugarbaker and all the gang from um, Designing Women. Yeah. Um, very close to all the, the Golden Girls. Um, I think of myself as a Dorothy type of character. Um, so yeah, I love television. Um, scripted also, I just started Billions, which, you know, th- 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 I'm, I'm invested. Billions is fun. Like, it's just like a, a, fun, a fun time. It's sort of like an alternate universe. I feel like also... Like identifying the like places in New York is kind of fun if you live in that New York. That is fun. Yeah. yeah. So I'm actually re-watching stuff that I've seen a million times as ne- now living in New York. Mm. Um, and it's a different viewing experience. So yeah. Totally. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Experience the thrilling burst of delicious cherry flavor with the crisp and refreshing Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in zero sugar, diet, and mini cans. Pepsi Wild Cherry is the perfect way to indulge your wild side. From a Friday night binge watch to a raucous evening of pizza and sweatpants with your friends, Pepsi Wild Cherry lets everyone get wild their way. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little 
sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. So when they approached you about Beyond the Edge, like what are the questions you ask when you decide you want, if you want to be a part of a project? I, I, uh, I didn't ask a lot of questions, Juliet, because a lot of it I kind of knew on the front end. Mm-hmm. So my agent calls and is like, yeah, we got this, you know, call from CBS. They, they, they want to use you for this show. We told them probably not, which I'm like, whoa, uh, <laughs> <laughs> stay in your lane. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and I was like, why'd you, why'd you say I, I'd probably pass? And they were like, oh, well, you know, you're like an indoor talent. I was like, okay. <laughs> it's so funny. I think that's a compliment being called like an indoor person. Like, you know, there's, I feel like there's like an over glamorization of like being into the outdoors and like hiking and camping. It's like, what's so good about it? I well, like, what's so funny. Like <laughs> what's so funny is because have you seen the screener? Yeah, I have. Okay. I have not actually, but obviously I lived it. So I can, I can imagine what's so funny is I played myself. I just want to say, I have to apologize to UTA. I played myself. I was like, y'all don't really know me. Okay. First of all, I can be outdoors and athletic and adventurous. Okay. It's not always eyelashes and lubitants. Y'all don't really know me. And then I got out there and was like, oh, wait. Um." (laughs) You didn't seem like you were loving it. When you got stuck in the mud, I was like, oh my God, that seems so, so awful. It was so awful because not only are you, it's not just like you're in the mud. There's no bottom. (laughs) Yeah, There's no bottom. Like, are you, okay. Yeah, it was too much. It was all too much. But I didn't ask a lot of questions on the front end because I was coming off of Roni. I just felt like it was, just a lot, you know, it was intense and all the drama and controversy and, you know, just noise around it. Um, and I just wanted to do something. My thing is this, I don't believe in like, oh, it wasn't a fair edit or, oh, like, I think that's a bunch of bullshit. Like what, what you saw did happen. So in that way, it's more, it's totally a fair edit and it is what it is. The issue is it's a limited capacity. They can only show, but so much. And they as executives get to decide the stories that are told on a particular season. If I want to sh- tell more of my story, if I want the world and you know the audience uh, to see more of Ebony, bitch, go make some more content. <laughs> you know, that's how I feel about it. So this was a great opportunity for me to go show additional aspects of who I am and me as a humanitarian and me as um, a teammate, you know, me, me in an ensemble of totally different folks. And, you know, it, it just went a lot better. That's all I can say. Well, it seemed like everyone kind of approached Beyond the Edge with like a good attitude. I mean, it's it seemed like also because there's a charitable charitable aspect of it. And if you haven't seen it, everyone who was playing was playing to raise money for charity. Um, that just like sets a different tone where it's like- I totally agree. Sorry about that. Hold on. That's my, all good. That's no my worries. real estate lawyer. Yeah, we'll cut it out. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no problem. But I think that just like sets a different tone. But um, who were you like most excited about on the cast? Like I, I cracked up. Bronner Tess has his one line, excuse me, Meta World Peace has his one line where he's like, I would do anything for Jody Sweeten. We've been on a show together. And I I didn't know that like they had a existing they relationship. They have a pre-existing relationship. Yeah, I think they've been on like three shows together. Like it's it's hysterical. Loves her. I, and yeah. so was there, was there anyone who's like your Jody Sweeten where you're like, whatever they're doing, I'll do it too? Well, <laughs> not eventually. I mean, excuse me, not initially. I was gonna say eventually, yes, but not initially. Um, I didn't know anyone 
from a can of paint. Also, we weren't told, at least I wasn't told on the front end who was going to be joining me in Panama. Uh, I happened to just get on like, you know, nice business class flight from Manhattan to Panama City. Then you get on like the the puddle jumper (laughs) from Panama City to, you know, where we ended up camp. And I get on the bus and I see Ray Lewis. I'm like, oh shit, you know, uh, this is a Super Bowl champion here. Um, We're not the same. So uh, that was kind of my my introduction as to the level of of who I'd be uh, competing with. I, I, I got to be best friends with Lauren Elena, who I didn't know at all before, and we ended up being roomies um, in our you know hut cool. and <laughs> uh, getting rained on profusely every night together. And um, we just we're kindred spirits. I mean, not a lot about us on the surface looks common um, in common, uh, but she's we're just spiritually connected and we have a lot of very similar sense of humor. We can look at each other and get the joke. She's, that's just my girl. So Nice. And so having now a full season of Roni under your belt, I don't like calling it Roni, by the way. I don't know why, but I just feel like it's, I feel like it's, it doesn't capture the spirit of the show. Oh, you I, like Real Housewives of New York City? Well, let's, yeah, well that's or, what we're doing then. I, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, just, I just feel like it doesn't give it the, the dignity it deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, but from... That full season and now having done Beyond the Edge, like I agree with you that the edit is the edit. Like you did, you did what you did. You said what you said, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you will approach future seasons of different shows differently? Like knowing how storylines are often crafted and like what pieces ended up making onto the show. Like, will that affect how you um, behave in front of a, the cameras going forward? I think the only thing I, I will kind of, tweak as it relates to now having had the experience of one season on Roni. See, it was very different again with Beyond the Edge because the, the it, it, it didn't need to be produced in the same way because nature was the producer, you know, like there was so much authentic, organic challenge and op- like, you know, we've all been to improv class, you know, the stakes are the stakes. You don't need to raise the stakes when you're in the freaking ocean, you know, totally. with it's different with a housewife show, you know, there's the, you know, we're all, pe- people are always, it's weird to me because like, to me, the personalities are big enough to where it's like, just let get out of people's way and let them work, but, um, or exist. But I think that in terms of long-term veteran housewives, I got the sense as a newbie that there was a lot of concern around creating moment, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that there was this preoccupation of making sure things were enough. And I, I don't know. It just didn't, (laughs) it didn't, it didn't work with my soul. Um, So, so going back, the thing I would do different is I will trust me more than the surroundings. Um, And so if, you know, obviously we get beats in reality TV, you know, breaking fourth wall here, you know, and if, if if I get a beat and it looks contrived or it feels in any way beyond, you know, something out. Cause you know, last season there were times where I'd maybe get a beat or an, or an instruction or a suggestion, um, to, you know, may, maybe you want to bring this up or maybe no, actually fucking don't want to bring that up at all, you know, <laughs> or want to bring this up instead. Um, you know, and so just kind of leaning into more of me and less of, um, direction. I, I think viewers who love the shows can tell, like, you know, there's a lot of chatter about like, with Beverly Hills, like Kyle and Dorit, like doing the work for producers, like asking things. And I think it's particularly the ones who've been on a long time because they're like, I think Lisa's also in that group too. And like, you can just tell when they're following a direction or taking taking some advice. And it's, it's just not as fun. Like I like to watch old seasons sometimes because no one really know, knows what they're doing. And so they're just like being ridiculous and being like 
a TV version of themselves they think people want, but don't actually know. Yeah. And they're not modeling based off of an expectation. I think the thing after 13, 15, 16 seasons of a show is now everyone's trying to kind of put the lightning back in a bottle, which you can't, I, you cannot do it with, you know, that scary Island is not coming back. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) you know, we got to let that go. Uh, you know, Herman Munster shoes came and went, we're not going back, but what we can do to your point, Juliet is really kind of appreciate this moment and the authentic newness of what can be created organically. Just like trust the process people. Yeah. Seriously. Are you a Philadelphia 76ers fan? Um, I only asked that because their slogan for many years was trust the process. <laughs> oh, really? No, I was going to yeah. say, I was going to say, so my, my, uh, I hesitated because like I'm an Allen Iverson fan. Oh, nice. Yeah. But you know, that's about where it starts and stops. And then yeah. you went, you went to Philly for the matchmaker in. I did. So what's so funny is, um, and Devin, De- Devin I know from the challenge. Yeah. And from I World. love Devin and Devin was only there for a hot minute because she was then engaged to a Philadelphian. She's back in Manhattan now. Um, so yeah, shout out to Philly, but yeah, she's, I love Devin. She was great on the challenge. Yeah. Devin's the shit. Yeah. I literally had dinner, um, and drinks. We like stuffed our face with huge burgers. Um, it was so funny too. Cause like, I don't know what this says about either one of us, um, other than we're ridiculous. So we're like, you know, we go to happy hour and we're sitting at the bar and we're like, you know, we have our little cute cocktails. And then she's like, I'm thinking about getting a burger. I was like, bitch, if you get one, I'm getting one. And then like, so we both literally got these burgers bigger than our face and truffle fries. And it was great. That sounds awesome. I mean, I, I love a good bar meal sitting at the bar. Yes. That's greasy. what it was. Yeah. It's just, it, yep. I, I love all yeah, of it. Mayo, like a, a aioli mustard concoction dripping down my corner of my face. It was great. <laughs> sounds incredible. Yeah. So outside of Sonia, do you interact with anyone else from, from the New York housewives regularly? Nope. Interesting. Or, or at all. Interesting. Do you, <laughs> Not from New York. No. So how will like, so, you know, just based on what you said, if you go back on the show, like, how would you approach that? Like, would you want to talk about on camera how you haven't seen each other or like, what's the best way to mine this territory? Well, you know, I'm direct. So it's, it's not, it's not confrontational. It's just, um, so what y'all been doing since the Dave Quinn book party, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, like <laughs> fill me in. I mean, what, cause, cause now here we are. You know, um, and I'm I welcome all the women back with open arms. I don't make those decisions. Uh, we don't make those decisions as, as, as housewives. Those are executive decisions. Tr- back to trusting the process. I trust whoever uh, the executives, uh, you know, put in in space to to carry a season 14. And when I, you know, when and if that first day of filming comes for me, I'm going to look around and consider myself fortunate to be a part of the platform. And now let's let's get to it, ladies. You know, what's good? I do think the city of New York offers an amazing post-COVID playground for reality TV because like last summer, it was so much fun in the city. I assume it will be this way as well. Like people are just so happy to be like out. out. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Definitely, definitely many more natural ways to get people together and and like actually have fun. Yeah. And to that point, I mean, you know, I, I think I'd like also to see some women who still are in love with New York. Um, I'm a relatively new New Yorker. I've been here for eight years now. I'm still very much in love with New York. I think some of the women... That's a great point. Yeah, I think some of the women, you know, it's like, you know, we all saw the actual good sex in the city, the the series. (laughs) Um, You know, some people might be over, you know, they might be Alec Petrovsky types. They're over New York. You know, they might be done with New York. Um, And you could tell it by, you know, I don't know. Maybe if I've lived here for 20 years, I'd feel differently. I'm still very much in love with New York and and I want to explore the city more. 
I'm a native, so I feel the same way. There you go. Yeah. And I think that's a great point. Who wants Real Housewives of the Hamptons? That could be its own show. Yeah, that's whack. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. To me, it's whack. I'm sorry. I'm just going to go on the record. I, I, the Hamptons is whatever to me. I mean, maybe call it an, a hot take. It's very whatever. Um, I'm, I was very bored. I was very bored to have to go back. I've been to the Hamptons before Housewives. I'm sure I'll go. I go as needed. You know, like, okay, if there's a massive fundraiser for a charity, I'm a part of fine. My girlfriend's hosting a fashion show that fine. But just to like be out there every day drinking the same fucking rosé, like I'm that's (laughs) whack. So um, no, thank you. And the same, you know, shitty retirement, you know, investment bankers with their shitty toupees. It's just not. No, there's it's so much better in the city. I definitely would rather have a burger at a bar with Devin than uh, yeah, you just described. Just the Smith. It that's, was just basic, but still so fun. You know, it's a great bar place to have a meal. The Dutch. And so I love the Dutch. Yeah. Like, that, like, like the girl, let's get to New York, baby. Yeah. Like all this. We're in Palm Beach and we're in. Well, get the fuck out of here. You know, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Ebony, it was such a delight to talk to you. Thank you, you so too. much for the candor. Good luck with your big <laughs> announcement. Yeah, no, it's going to be great products. Um, I'm sure we'll talk again because, you know, I got to do the circuit with my people, Bakari and Rachel and Van and all the all the gang. So Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ebony. Best of luck to you. And I hope everyone enjoys Beyond the Edge on CBS. I can't wait. I hope I become the new crying meme and replace Jordan. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, File a claim right on the State Farm mobile app and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.